Hi, I'm Miss Marcy, and you are listening to Conversations with Miss Marcy podcast. If you are looking for watered down conversations, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Conversations with Miss Marcy. I am Miss Marcy. Is this thing recording? Is it recording? Okay. All right. So anyway, yes, I am back with another episode. I am Miss Marcy and you are tuned in to Conversations with Miss Marcy. If this is your first time listening, welcome and I thank you for dropping by. And for those of who continues to support my this podcast, <laughs> thank you, okay? I got to get myself together tonight. Feel like I haven't been on here forever, so I'm just kind of, you know, trying to warm up, I guess. So anyway, you guys could be listening to any other podcast, but you choose to listen to this one. So for that, I do appreciate you. All right, so y'all know how I like to do it. Uh, before we get into anything, let me go ahead and get into this um, reflection, today's reflection. And it says... Efforts are better than promises. Mm, I agree. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Because for real, for real, you know, what would you rather have? Somebody making you promises, empty promises. I don't like promises. I don't like them at all. Not one bit, not one shape, not size, not form, no nothing. Nothing. I do not, do not make me no promises. Or I automatically... Let me tell you what I think about when somebody make promises. I automatically feel like they're full of shit. I just do. I just do. I don't make people promises. I don't want people making me promises. I want you to deliver. Just deliver. Just go ahead. I believe in action. That's why efforts are better than promises. And that's real tea. That's real tea. So hopefully uh, it's a nice and productive week for you all. It's been a productive ass week for me you know i've been you know y'all know how i do i work my nine to five and i do my real estate okay so i've been doing both of those been having my meetings and stuff and then this week i have my um my post licensing my post licensure course which anyone um any of my um listeners who are realtors know it's just this it's basically this um it's not the continuing education but it's just the the post licensing um um, course that you have to take one year, um, after you get your license. And so, yes. And that brings me to the fact that I've been licensed now for a year. Oh, I remember it was, yeah, this time last year when I got my license. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I've been doing that and that, oh my gosh, it's a lot with that. You know what I mean? So I was just busy doing that and I still ain't done with that. I have to do like 20 hours of it. Okay. And because I have a nine to five, see, this is why I honestly, I am really striving to be able to do real estate full time because you know, it's, it's, I mean, you know, when you're trying to do it, I mean, you can't just quit your day job because you have to, you know, build your clientele up and everything and get to where, you know, but I, I would just want, I, I want to just really focus on that, you know? Um, so I do what I, you know, I do the best I can right now, you know, with it, um, with my focus on that and everything. But, um, 
yeah, so the 20 hours, I'm trying to break that down. I'm not going to sit there for no damn eight hours and do that. I, Because I, I can't. I don't have eight hours. You know what I'm saying? I'm working my nine to five, eight hours. So it's just like I have to, you know. So yeah, but I'm going to get through it. So I'm going to get them 20 hours in because it has to be in. By I have a, a date that it has to be in. So I got to get it done. So anyway, um... Yeah, so like I said, hopefully everybody had a, had a had, is having a productive week. Oh, we had daylight savings time. Um, that's why I was so tired the other day. I was exhausted. My, was it Sunday? Well, I went skating Sunday night, you know, and then Monday. Oh, we I was exhausted. You hear me? I mean, by the time I got in the bed, oh, I. It do I dozed off, man, and it didn't take me no time. Usually, I have to lay there for a few minutes, you know what I'm saying, and then then I, you know, fall asleep. But ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> I'll probably do the same thing tonight. So anyway, so before I got on here, you know, I was up, you know, like I said, I was doing my um my post licensing um stuff or whatever. So then when I got done doing that, I started watching um Uncensored on uh, TV One, and they had Stevie J on there. And I, I thought his Uncensored was actually pretty good. I usually don't, I'm going to be honest, I don't really like Uncensored. I don't, I, I don't like that show because it's not censored. I mean, it's not uncensored. It is censored. You know, they, they it's called Uncensored, but it's not uncensored. They're censored. Every time they cuss, it beep. You know, um, well, I, I get it though, because they're on TV, they can't be sitting up cussing like cussing like sailors or nothing like that. But I don't know. I I tried to watch Keisha Cole's the other day, but something was weird about hers. It was like she was talking real fast, and I don't know. But Stevie J's was actually pretty good. I actually liked his his uncensored or whatever. And um, yeah, Stevie J um, he's made quite an impact in the, you know in the music industry in the nineties. He's Basically, um, he's behind most of the hits that we were bobbing our heads to back in the nineties, you know, with bad boy or whatever, one twelve, bad boy. Um, just all the, the just that whole, you know, that whole that whole circle or whatever. And uh so he's definitely a man of many talents. But speaking of Stevie J, okay, so I don't know if any of y'all saw this or heard about this, but he did an interview with um a black media outlet with a young lady named Leah. And don't you know this fool was sitting up getting his head? I mean, I'm sorry, getting head. He was sitting up getting a, a blowjob done, basically. And the the slurping noises could be heard, you know, while he was getting interviewed. So he's laying there butt-ass naked with, with no shirt on, of course. We could see the top part. We Of course, we, we couldn't really see his penis or whatever. But the young lady is down there bobbing, okay? And slurping and shit. And you can hear that. You know what? That shit wasn't cute. That shit was not cute. You know, it, it, it makes black men look bad because people already think black men can't contain themselves when it comes to sex anyway. So it's like, here it is. You, you sitting up here on camera. And if I was the young lady, I wouldn't, I wish, I wish a motherfucker would come on the conversations with Miss Marcy uh, on some shit like that. I wish somebody would. If I interview somebody and they sitting up there getting some head or something, that's crazy. Just trifling, tacky, just, uh, just, it's just, just disgusting it makes you look like you're just a man that don't have no type of control 
And, you know, I, I guess he and Faith are going ahead, going through with their divorce or whatever. So he was trying to be cute on camera talking about, yeah, I'm doing this for my wife too, you know? I mean, just, just so nasty, trifling ass. Um, but here's the thing though. The, the whole thing about it is that he wouldn't have done that if this was a, if that was a, see, he did that because that was a black media outlet and that was a black woman. He would not have done that had there been a eat news or access Hollywood or entertainment tonight or a BH one or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Any, or any other white media outlet, but because it's a black media outlet, you know, it's like, he ain't give a fuck. And, and the, 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 the messed up part about it is, you know, it was black media who actually reignited Stevie J's career, to be honest with you, because like I just said, he was a hit maker for bad boy back in our day, back in the day, for real. He was a hit maker for bad boy. I mean, we, we will not take that from him, man. He, he had it on lock, but for a long time, he fell off. Stevie J got into doing, you know, coke. He said it on his uncensored too, that he got into drugs and stuff. And matter of fact, when love and hip hop first came out, remember that, remember that episode? Oh my gosh. When love and hip hop Atlanta first came out. Oh my gosh. Like, Hey, that was the shit. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I remember rushing home from work. Cause I think at the time I was, I had a job where I was getting off at seven in the evening. So man, we, oh my gosh, that, that shit was, that was back when, when it was just so fun to watch reality TV because it was still kind of, you know, kind of like a new genre coming in and just wasn't so saturated like it is now. But anyway, so the episode where it was one of the, it was the first season of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and it was Scrappy and back then he was with Erica Dixon. Um, then it was Jocelyn and Stevie and they all got into a fight. Boy, they said, my whole point in bringing that up was, I remember that people were saying Stevie J was coked up. You know, him and Jocelyn was coked up on that, on that, um, when they had that fight. So I believe it. But anyway, so he, um, he talked about that or whatever. So anyway, he fell off for a long time. You know what I'm saying? When he was a bad boy, whatever, he fell off. And then nobody knows Stevie J was hell. To be honest with you, I didn't even know who he was until Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I did not know who Stevie J was. So anyway, so, um... My whole point is, fast forward these all these years later, who's keeping him relevant? These blogs, the shade room, um, you know what I'm saying? Black media, the shade room, Bossip, all of those, you know, all of those, uh, whatever happened to media takeout? Are they still around? Speaking of, speaking of blogs, but anyway, so how dare he turn around and just be so nasty and disrespectful as if they don't matter, as if they don't deserve it, or they're not worthy, you know, of, of his respect, you know, like that just wasn't cool. Like I said, I thought it was tacky and, um, it just wasn't cool, man. It just wasn't cool. But anyway, I, I ain't want to spend too much time on that, but I just thought about that when I was talking about his uncensored episode, cause I just got done watching it. And so anyway, anyway so something else i did want to touch on um i was so sorry to hear about the passing of tracy braxton tony braxton's sister like oh my gosh man um tracy was only 50 years old and tracy was actually my favorite braxton sister she was i remember i always felt like tracy was real down to earth and you know what I'm saying? And Tracy was the one who, when they all got their, you know, record deal back in the day, 
the Braxton sisters, Tracy was the one who couldn't sing with them because Tracy, you know, she had got pregnant and stuff like that. Tracy was always kind of like the, I don't want to say she was like the outcast, but she was, you know what I mean? She, she was just like, not different in a bad way, but she just was, you know, she was the one who got pregnant and all that kind of stuff first and all of that. But, um, I like Tracy though. I, I liked her and I hated to hear that. Like I was so, oh my God. And just think, Last year, you know, we had the situation with Tamar where she almost took her life and everything. Um, it's just sad. You know, those are some very close sisters and they not too long ago lost a niece. Um, their brother had a daughter. She passed away from an overdose of heroin and fentanyl. Uh, I think it was back in like 2019 or something like 2020. That was just sad. And I like the Braxtons, you know, I like them as a family. They just seem like just a normal family, regardless of the fame, you know, and the money and stuff. And, um, that was just awful. Then Trey, I remember Trina's ex-husband, Gabe, he died of cancer not that long ago. I think the family dealt with Tracy's, um, in a very private manner, which I don't blame them. Um, because I, you know, when I, my friend, she sent me the text saying Tracy Braxton passed away. And I'm like, what? I'm like, how? And she said from cancer. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I didn't even know Tracy was sick. I didn't know she had nothing going on. Oh my gosh. Mm, mm, mm. It's just, you know, oh man. Mm. Like I said, it, it's just, it was just sad to hear, you know. Um, those girls are very, that family is very close. Oh my gosh. And oh man, man, I, I'm telling you, my heart goes out to them. My heart goes out to them. Yeah. I like the Braxton's like, I like the Norwoods. I like, I like the Braxton's just like I like the Norwoods. Um, I think the Norwoods are very uh, down to earth family too. They are very just normal, you know, regardless of the fame and money, the Norwoods, I'm talking about Brandy and Ray J it for anybody who don't know, but, um, yeah, I used to like their reality show too. I used to actually, I used to actually love watching their reality show. But um, I I haven't to be honest, I haven't watched the Braxtons in a while, and it's not because I didn't like watching them. I don't know why I fell off watching the Braxton Family Values. I don't know, but that Tamar can be a bit much at times. I tell you, but um, overall, you know, they're a cool family, or whatever. I just hate to hear that. You know, it just. <sighs> This is something we've been hearing a lot about lately. Just, you know, people passing unexpectedly and stuff. And it's just, oh my goodness. Um, like 50 years old. And it just seemed like, is it just me or, okay. This was me and one of my uh, friends we were talking about. We're talking, we were talking about how stuff like this, like, 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 like I said, Tracy's only 50. I know people who are passing away in their forties and, you know, early forties and late forties due to stuff that we normally, you know, didn't expect people to get until they were in their seventies and eighties and stuff. And so it's like the question, it's like, kind of like, well, are, are we just at an age to where we are paying attention or like, has this stuff, have this stuff been going on? Has it been like this? Um, because I do remember back even when my mom was in her forties, you know, when my parents, you know, when our parents were in their forties and fifties, they, you know, they were losing peers and, and, and people that they knew, you know, were passing away by either, you know, um, 
you know, maybe, you know, getting killed or something, or it was like some type of, you know, like I said, like a, like a disease or something like that. But maybe it's just, we were young and we didn't think nothing of it, or we didn't, you know, we didn't think about death or anything when we were young. And, um, I don't know, but, or maybe it just seems like, like, are we just at the age where people start to, things start to happen? Because something my friend brought to my attention, she was just like, you know, people, if you really think about it, people start declining, like people's health start declining in their late forties, early fifties. Because here's our mindset is, oh my God, forties, that's young. Fifties, that's young. Sixties is young. And one of my friends, she was even saying seventies is young. Now, my personal opinion I think 40s, 50s, and 60s is still young, but 70s, those are your golden years. I don't look at 70s as like young. And what I mean by that is this, 70s to me, I think that is when I would expect the health to start to decline. You know, not to say it has to be nothing drastic or anything like that, but I'm saying I would think that's when it would start is in the 70s. But my friend, she was saying, no, ma'am. She was saying it actually starts in the 40s and the 50s. Just like, for example, even with her, this this friend that I'm talking about, she said that she's now registering as high, having high blood pressure. She says she's never had high blood pressure. She's what, 41? She's 41. And so we start to notice little things about our health in our 40s or whatever. Um, I have a friend who's, um, mother has Alzheimer's and she's in her seventies, but her, her, her Alzheimer's, the symptoms started to happen when she was in her early sixties. Now, of course it wasn't dramatic or anything like that, but it started kind of like when she was in her sixties. I mean, we just never know because also my friend, her father has dementia. I have a friend whose father has dementia and he's only, what, how old is he now? Her father, her, my friend's father is gotta be in his, uh, is it early sixties? I believe maybe mid sixties. Well, his dementia started when he was 42. He was my age, 42. You know what I'm saying? Like now, now that's young to me. That's young. So it's just like, we just never know. Like, it's just crazy. And man, I don't know. Yeah, it's just all we, man, I don't even, I'm gonna be honest, I don't even like to think about it. I just try to just live my life and just try to do what I, you know, what I, what I feel like I want to do. And I just try to live my life to the fullest and, and just try to just be happy and everything. But y'all know what? I'm gonna tell y'all something else. And this is some real shit. At the end of the day, for real, for real, I mean, we can, we can say what we think we want to do and all that, but real talk, we are not in control like we think we are. And that's another thing that this, that, that to me, that death constantly teaches us. First of all, there are no guarantees in life. The only guarantee in life is death. That's it. That's the only thing you can be sure of. You can't be sure of nothing else. You can't, you can't be sure of, oh, you know, my goal is to get, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying we shouldn't set goals and stuff, but it's just like, 
you just can't be too sure of things that you plan and that you think you going that you want to happen. You just gotta say, hey, Lord willing, you know what I'm saying? Because hey, it ain't no guarantees. And, and speaking of that, um, Lauren London, she had a message that she she, she did a, she did an interview on this podcast, and I thought it was oh the message is so fitting. It was just so fitting for what I'm trying to say, and um. And like I said, I saw this message after me and my friend had the conversation, um, after, you know, after uh, we were talking about Tracy Braxton and stuff and we got to talking and I was just like, you know, girl, I'm like, this go to show you like, you, you know, stuff like this happening. It just shows us like, cause I'm pretty sure Tracy had plans, you know? But it's like, we just never know. We just never know. And, and I'm not saying that your plans will always have to, um, be deterred by death or nothing like that. I'm not saying, I'm saying it could be other stuff that could take place. You know what I mean? To where what you have planned just don't pan out. You know, they say, if you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. Boy, whoo. Mm -mm -mm -mm. But I'm gonna let y'all hear what um, Lauren London had to say in her message, because I really thought it was a good message. And I think it's something that we all need to always keep in mind. Oh, here you go. Like that you should, if or when that gets derailed and you have plan B now to go off that you didn't plan on. I'll play that again. It is the ultimate test. Hold on. Test of surrender. Because it ain't playing right. Hold on. When you have this plan for your life, as you should, if or when that gets derailed and you have plan B now to go off that you didn't plan on, it is the ultimate test of surrender. Because at the end of the day, as much control as we think we have, we do not. And it's actually very powerful to surrender. We think that it's a weakness, but it's so much power in letting go and flowing with the river because life is going to do what it's going to do. And we are all going to get chin checked by life one way or another. So I might as well focus on my enlightenment and roll with the river and not fight with the rocks. Child, I'm trying to tell you, hey, she said it. She said it, y'all. I had to post that on my social media, honey, on both. Um, I, I posted it on my, yeah, I posted that on both of my um stuff, my um pages, cause I'm like, man, that that's just real. See, that's some real shit. And and the, I think the more that you, you know, the more that you accept, the, the more that we accept the fact that we don't really have control, I think the better we are at times. Now, don't get me wrong, we do have desires in which you know that's nothing's wrong with that. We have our desires and we have our goals and we have our, um, dreams of things that we would like to see come to come into fruition. But it's just one of them things where you just, like I said, you just can't be too sure of anything, you know? So it's really something, man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. So, um, I want to kind of switch gears to a lighter note. Um, Actually, this is, I'm going to get into today's topic, okay? So, today's topic is friends versus frenemies. Are you sure when someone you call a friend is really your friend? And how do you know they're not your frenemy? Okay? 
So, you know, what about that friend who is like in competition with you and you don't even know it? Okay. They compete with your hair, your clothes, your, your hell, your men or whatever, your job, you know what I'm saying? Your money, they want to, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, what about those friends? What about your friends? Okay. <laughs> so let me tell y'all, this conversation was actually, this topic was actually inspired by an episode of Ladies Who List Atlanta. Okay. And so that's, I, I actually binge, binge watched it like last week sometime or whatever, when I found, I found some time and I, I said, I'm gonna go ahead and watch this show. You know what I'm saying? It's about real estate. So of course I wanted to check it out and, um, just see how they, how the ladies of Atlanta do. I saw the one selling Tampa, which I like the Atlanta girls better than the Tampa girls. I ain't gonna lie. Now Tampa, I'm, I, if they get a season two, I'll check it out. But I did really like this Atlanta one. I, I found myself being really engaged. But anyway, so, um, Ladies Who List Atlanta is a show that showcases six professional black women in business, including top producing brokers, high profile attorneys, and luxury agents manage their ever changing work and personal relationships while serving clients in the Atlanta real estate market. Okay. So you got the brokers, you got the, the luxury agents with well, the, you know, the agents that deal with luxury, um, listings or whatever luxury, um, real estate, the brokers, the high profile attorneys. So they're all like in this little circle or whatever. And, um, so they're, you know, they're managing their ever changing work and personal relationships. So while they're still trying to serve the Atlanta market or their clients in the Atlanta market. So that's just like the, you know, the, the synopsis of the show, whatever, whatever. So I was watching this show and I got up to, it was episode three, I believe it was called triggered. Okay. And that shit actually triggered the hell out of me. No pun intended. I mean, that show, that, that episode actually pissed me off. So there's a lady named Robin on there who is a broker. Okay. Robin is a, well, she was, a, um, was Robin just a broker or was she, I mean, was she a broker? Or was she, well, anyway, Robin was a broker or whatever. She had an idea to bring all of the best agents, brokers, and attorneys all together to build a real estate empire. So she invited the ladies together to have a sit down or whatever, and just discuss some things. Well, during this sit down, you know, this is where a few of the ladies decided to express their grievances with Robin over, you know, unresolved issues that they had had with her. You see, so that's just like, if I decide I don't want to get some ladies together and we gonna, I want us to build an empire. And then when I get these ladies together, whether it be four or five, two, three ladies or whatever, they decide, well, you know, Marcia, um, 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 Marcy, I gotta, you know, I want to, I want to just talk about, you know, an issue that I had with you, uh, from months ago. I mean, I, I feel like before I do business with you, we need to get this resolved. And you know, that, that's just what it, that's how they came in her. That's how they came for her. So one named Kiana, her issue was that Kiana had an issue with Robin. Uh, when the pandemic happened, she needed a temporary, she needed 
Robin needed a temporary holding spot for her license so she could launch her um, brokerage or whatever. And so she reached out to Robin and according to Kiana, Robin told her that she needed $500 a file, okay? And Kiana had 26 contracts, okay? Now, which would have meant Kiana would have had to pay $13,000 or whatever to um, Robin. And Kiana like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? What the hell? Now, Kiana felt some type of way about that because she felt that she and Robin were cool enough for this favor and not, you know, not to be charged, not to charge her no $13,000. Now, Kiana felt like maybe Robin was trying to get a quick, you know, go some quick cash or whatever. Now, like I said, this happened during the pandemic. So it was like about a year or two ago. And um, so that was Kiana's issue. And then Kira came with an issue. Um, Kira decided to unleash her issue towards Robin, uh, which was she felt the way because she said that Robin and Crystal, Maya, Robin and Crystal are quote unquote best friends, okay? But Kira said that they unfollowed her on Instagram and she took that personal. Because y'all know nowadays, although try as they might, people be talking about, I don't take Facebook seriously. I don't take Instagram seriously. But real talk, I mean, you kind of, you kind of got it. You kind of can use that to actually um, gauge how somebody feels. Because what it is is nowadays people use social media as tools to express themselves as somebody just let me think about it if somebody don't fuck with you what do they do they unfollow you or whatever whatever if somebody you know what i'm saying they won't like your stuff they use social media as a way to kind of express how they feel so i i i can see how somebody will take it personal that somebody unfollowed them <laughs> i mean you know what i'm saying so anyway, so she said, you know, y'all unfollow me, whatever, whatever, you know, um, she, she, she just felt like, you know, she like, well, how I'm gonna sit here and try to do business with you when you don't set up here and unfollow me or whatever. So she, like I said, she took it personal. And then Kira and Robin started having words or whatever. Robin didn't see it as a big deal. Now Robin is a very, uh, Robin is a woman who has been through a lot in her past life with women, like started with her it start, and it started with her mom. I think she was a teen um, mom. And I think she got pregnant young or whatever. And her mom kicked her out and shit like that. And then she just always went through other things with women. So Robin automatically kind of already has a wall built up when it comes to women. But Robin is a businesswoman and doesn't mind doing business with women. You know what I'm saying? So um, basically, um, you know, Kira... Um, hold on. What am I? Okay. Robin didn't see it as a big deal. She just felt like, oh, it's just, it's just Instagram. And she thought it was petty. But Kira, who, who is a little younger. And of course, like I said, the younger generation, oh, Instagram means the world to them. I mean, Instagram means it's the, like, it's like the Holy Grail amongst younger people. So anyway, and I'm not saying Kira's that young, but I'm just saying she's much younger than Robin. But anyway, Kira felt like it was shady. And her thing was, don't unfollow me like, like you don't fuck with me or like you have a problem with me and then ask me to collab with you. You know what I'm saying? And so Kira made a comment about Robin being older and older agent and how she is younger 
Okay, now, ooh-wee, this is where I got irritated. Now, this is my whole point of this whole topic. So, Robin's quote-unquote best friend, Crystal, with her fat, jalopy-looking ass, and I ain't trying to fat shame nobody because, child, please, I know I need to, I'm, I'm trying to lose my weight, okay? I'm trying to lose me some weight, okay? So, I ain't fat shaming her, but I'm just saying, her, she was so fucking ill-built to me. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, Crystal, who, like I said, she's, she's supposed to be Robin's best friend, she sat her big jalopy built ass over there and was laughing and getting a kick out of Kira saying that to Robin. You know, when Kira threw the shade about, oh yeah, I know you were older Asian, I'm younger. And she was even trying to defend the other ladies, you know, who, who was going back and forth with Robin. You know what I'm saying? And not even having Robin's back at all. Every time Robin spoke, Crystal would, she would even say shit like, no, Robin, let so-and-so speak. No, Robin, no, Robin. Like, you know what I'm saying? And oh my goodness. Mm, mm, mm. And so when the, um, you know, when the other ladies would talk, <clears throat> she would just be laughing. When they would have things to say about Robin, she would be laughing and talking. Oh my God. Just laughing with them. You know, and let me tell you what really pissed me off about that whole thing. Crystal was trying to play the role. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Crystal was trying to play this role like she was trying to be the voice of peace and the voice of reason. Like she was trying to be a mediator. But she was really a fucking agent of chaos is what she was doing. I can't stand people like that. I cannot fuck. Oh my goodness. So I, I can't stand it. Not at all. She was being a fake ass bitch. Then she had a nerve to tell Robin that she, this is where this whole episode title came from. Robin got upset and um, Crystal gonna sit up there and tell her, Robin, you need to calm down. You're triggered right now. You're triggered right now. As if, and, and I'm not gonna lie, Robin got in her face and kind of like uh, swatted her hand. Like, don't say that to me. Like, you know, you, you, you being a fucking gaslighting ass bitch. Like, how you gonna sit up here and get, you gonna, you, you are causing this conflict and you're supposed to be her best friend, but you're sitting up here taking sides with these other women. And this is what I mean. It was like, you, you, you got this friend and y'all amongst other, another group of people, whatever. And this friend decides to kind of front you out or whatever under the guise of, oh, I just want everybody to get along. And I just, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, sh be biased towards you just because you're my friend. I'm trying to be fair to everyone else. When really, no, you, you really are. You're being, you're being fucking biased because you're, you're leaning more towards the other women. If you're trying to be fair, you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't even like for real, you wouldn't even, first of all, been laughing when they shaded your friend or what? It was just so, oh, she was so annoying. She was so freaking messy, okay? She was so freaking messy. Talking about, you're triggered. You're triggered, Robin. You're triggered. As if she wasn't helping her. Like, you know what I'm saying? As if she wasn't part of the cause of it. And not only that, here's another thing. Before the situation even occurred, Crystal knew that, um, Crystal knew that Kiana was going to come to that table to kind of confront Robin about, you know, her, her, like I said, express her grievance to her about the previous situation about her asking her to hold them files for her. 
um, because Kiana and Crystal had had a conversation prior and Kiana said she was going to bring this to the table when she, you know, when she came to the gathering that Robin wanted them all to have. So that's another thing. It's like Crystal bitch. And I'm saying all this y'all to talk about, I'm relating this to real life. Cause this shit happens to the among, amongst female friendships in real life. So don't look at it like, oh, she's just talking about this reality show. No, I'm trying to relate this to real life because this is the shit that be really going on. She knew that she knew that Kiana was going to confront her, but yet she didn't even give Robin a heads up. And here's what I mean about that. Here's my whole point about that too. That's why I'm bringing that up. That's fucked up. Like if you friends with somebody and you, you just sitting back watching people just kind of gang up on them. That's not cool. You know, I used to be friends with a dude and, you know, he would come back and tell me shit, bitches done said about me, you know what I'm saying? Because y'all know how females can be haters or whatever. And they would just be talking shit about me. And he would come back and tell me what they said. And I used to be looking like, well, hold up, sir. You, first of all, you coming back and telling me what this hold unsaid, nigga, don't you ever come back and tell me what a hold unsaid about me. You tell me what a bitch felt comfortable enough to say it to you. That's what we really need to be talking about. You feel me? So that's, so little shit like that. Like you got to be aware of who your friends are for real. Like why are, you know, people like, why are your friends, your friends are just like, like I said, in the situation with the Robin and crystal chick, I just didn't like the, the position crystal took. It was almost as if she wanted them to gang up on Robin. She like, she has a, 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 a hidden, uh, a secret ill feeling towards Robin herself. And that brings me to my whole point. Sometimes you can be friends with people or you think you're friends with a person and I mean, they could, they could honestly can't stand you quiet as it's kept. They could be harboring resentment towards you from, 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 for, for some shit from years ago. They could be harboring resentment towards you because I think sometimes what it is, is what sometimes you could truly be cool with people. Y'all can have, y'all can have good, you know, good chemistry. Y'all may have a lot of fun together, but it may be a certain, um, there may be certain aspects of that person that you honestly, truly, um, get irritated by, or you just, I mean, don't get me wrong. True friendships, whatever relationships, they're, they're not always perfect. You know, friends fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've made mistakes as a friend, you know, I've, I've did or said things that I shouldn't have done or whatever, or said things that I shouldn't have said. But the, the whole thing is to talk, be able to talk it out or whatever. And also, um, you got to know where certain things are coming from. Like for instance, with, I'm, I, I, and I keep using Robin and Crystal as an example because <laughs> that shit pissed me off. But, but even with them, it's like, to me, it looked as if honestly and truthfully, Crystal secretly is jealous of Robin and Crystal wanted other women to gang up on her. And she thought it was so funny that tripped me the fuck out. She thought it was so funny that they were, you know, being, you know, just whatever. She thought it was funny when they were just like talking about her and, or, and then, um, you know, when it was over, like, so, um, when they kind of had their little words or whatever, the ladies, and then a few of them got up and left and, um, 
Crystal was still sitting there with, with the two other ladies and she started to kind of go into telling Robin's business. Like, oh my gosh, you know, I know she's been through this, you know, in her life and she's been through that in her life, but I didn't know I was going to have to, like, it was just some shady ass shit. You know what I mean? And it was just crazy. So, yeah, I just thought it was messed up how she didn't give her a heads up. She didn't, uh, Robin didn't give, I mean, Crystal didn't give Robin a heads up. Um, then Crystal got mad because Tiffany saw through her bullshit and called her out like, damn, this is supposed to be your friend. And Crystal kept saying, you need to mind your business. Oh, Tiffany was too motherfucking real for Crystal. Cri Tiffany was too real for a fake ass bitch like Crystal. Oh my gosh. Cri and and Tiffany made Crystal feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and she was, you know, tip, uh, Crystal just kept saying, I know Robin. I know Robin. And she's always mad. She's always mad. What? No, no, no. Tiffany didn't need to mind her business. Tiffany needed to do what t exactly what the other ladies acted too stupid to do, which was call your ass out on your bullshit. Okay. That's what Tiffany needed to do. Uh, Miss Crystal. And anyway, <clears throat> Tiffany and Tiana were the only two who seemed <clears throat> to see that Crystal was so wrong. You know, and even in her confessionals, she says she is not confrontational, but yet she's, uh, she was, uh, being very, uh, this is, I'm talking about Crystal and, and, and Crystal's con um, confessionals. She kept saying, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm not a confrontational person, but she was being very confrontational. That's why I always say you can't grade your own paper. People always want to say the good things about themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's like everything she tried to say she was, she was the opposite of. Like I said, she was being very confrontational, you know, and, and then she, she, and she was not trying to de-escalate the shit. She was actually throwing, uh, a gasoline on the fire. Okay. That's what she was doing. And she kept saying, Tiana needs to mind her business and stop trying to tell her what to do because her doing that was triggering her. Oh my gosh. Tiffany and Tiana walked away and uh, was like, did you see that girl? I would never do you like that. <laughs> but anyway, so when Kiana and Kira stayed back and talked to Crystal for a while, that's when she, like I said, she was low key still trying to diss Robin. Like, oh, you know, she was, like I said, she was trying to tell Robin, put Robin's life uh, story out there to make her look like, oh, she act that she act the way she does because she came from this or that. Just low key trying to put her down and make herself look better. Sometimes people like that, you know, sometimes you may have friends that's jealous of you because they're very insecure about some things. I mean, you just never know. But what are the signs that you look for? Hell, I think that's one of them. Um, how they treat you when y'all get around other people. Do they take, do they always take opportunities to take little jabs at you? You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And sometimes when we're friends with people, we can look at the little jabs. It's all oh, she just playing. All oh, she just did that. Nah, I feel like this there's a way to play with your girlfriends or whatever. But when it gets to a point where you kind of, you feel a way about something she said, or you feel like she's taking one too many jabs and you like, hold the fuck up. Just like on Insecure, y'all know, sometimes, you know, that's my show now. 
I know I, I don't want to always be bringing up Insecure, but just like on Insecure, you know, when Molly and Issa got to a place in their friendship where it was like Molly was having some ill feelings. See, she was having some ill feelings towards Issa because of something Issa said, but Issa didn't say it out of malice. It's going back to when Issa told Molly that she always finds a way to kind of fuck up her relationships or whatever. And it, I think Molly being insecure about that because, you know, Molly was kind of going through men and she wasn't holding down a solid relationship. So she took very offense to what Issa had to say, even though Issa was not coming from a place of malice and she wasn't trying to tear Molly down. She was just honestly speaking when she said that. But Molly internalized that and took that like, oh, this bitch trying to be shady. So Molly, at, from that point on, they started having issues with each other, you know? Um, but I, I, I don't think that Molly was like a friend of me to Issa. I think Molly just was offended and just didn't know how to come, you know, just didn't communicate it to her out of pride or whatever. They could have talked it out. But anyway, um, no, Robin should not have slapped Crystal's hand. But when she told her that she was triggered, you know what I'm saying? It was just, it irritated Robin. I could see, you know, but I just didn't appreciate uh, Crystal being dismissive about Robin's feelings either. And she was even like, yeah, I knew Robin went through this and went through that, but I, I didn't know I had to be mindful of this or that with her. Like, like she got to handle Robin with kid gloves. You know what I'm saying? That's how she was trying to treat the situation. Like she was so uppity and so up there and she, oh, I forgot about poor, poor little Robin because, uh, that's another thing I noticed. Crystal prided herself on coming from a good family. That's another thing. Sometimes people think because they have something that you don't have, or they came from something that you didn't come from. Like, you know, they had a good up, upbringing or whatever. Sometimes they can assume that you should be jealous of them. And you may not be, I don't think Robin, I, I, Robin wasn't jealous of Crystal at all, but I think Crystal, for whatever reason, I think she, I don't know what it was, but I think she wanted Robin to feel a way about her, but she didn't. Um, Robin genuinely thought Crystal was her friend, but anyway, um, I just didn't like it. You know, I, I didn't like, um, uh, Crystal even in episode one, you know what I'm saying? With her, with her bad hair days and her bad wigs, you know, ew. but Robin did admit that she has dealt with some mental unstableness, you know, and I didn't like that Crystal was trying to use that against her, you know, it was just crazy. But anyway, um, Tiffany and Robin had met up and it was a good meetup and they discussed, you know what I'm saying? That they had a lot in common, you know, mainly both had been in some not so good or, um, health. They, they, both of them had been in some not so good, um, um, unhealthy mental spaces or whatever. So they could relate to each other. I mean, they could relate to each other. And oh my goodness, when Tiffany talked about, Ooh, I, I got to mention this too. When Tiffany talked about once having dealt with anxiety and fear to the point that she didn't want to leave her house because she was so scared. Oh my gosh. I could relate, relate, relate. It was like 2009 or 2010. I think I've talked about this before on here too, where I had just turned 30 and I was like dwelling on a lot of uncertainty in my life. Like I had just turned 30 and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing with my life? And am I doing 30 rights? And that's why I appreciate the show Insecure so much because that show tackled those type of thought patterns and that you go through in your 30s, you know? But I was dealing with that. Then I was dealing, I was dwelling on the thought of death. 
it was so like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. But I was dealing with that. Like I was so, I, I mean, it was crazy. Like for real, I probably should have gone to therapy for, no, I actually did go talk to a woman and she was telling me how, you know, she kind of went through that when she hit her forties, when she hit 40 or whatever. But it was just that, I think it was just that pressure to live a certain life at 30 and you know how we all do ourselves. We'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so far behind. I'm not where I want to be. And that's what I was going through. It was really something. Um, And I was having anxiety. I was just like, just consumed with it. Just consumed with the ideas where um, I was just having... Like I said, I was even having panic attacks. Well, I ain't gonna say I was having them. I had, I think I had one, you know, um, during that time. Like I said, I was just so consumed with the the, the idea of death. I don't know. Whew. I think it was the fear of unknown, the fear of the unknown. I, I, I was even being a hypochondriac over every little thing. Um, I would go to work and come home and just put on my pajamas and jump in the bed. I didn't want to do anything. It was crazy. It was crazy. Oh my gosh. Anyway, back to what I was saying. So yes, when it comes to friendships, you have to know who your friends really are. And I know that sounds cliche, but you do. You have to pay attention to certain things because sometimes we get caught up in, um, you know, we have a good time sometimes with people. And so we just kind of let that cloud things like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, that's my friend. No, that's my bitch. You know, we have fun together, blah, blah, blah. But you got to pay attention to them little shady ass moments sometimes that you, that you notice, but you try to look away and be like, nah, nah, nah. And also pay attention to what other people are telling you too. You know what I'm saying? Like, because sometimes people from the outside, they are more neutral. And so they don't really know your friend and they don't really know you like that, but they know what they see. And and if somebody's telling you some stuff, like why are you friends with her? You know what I'm saying? She, this, 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 that, whatever, whatever. Sometimes they're not lying. Sometimes they're not just hating or whatever, whatever. So you got to pay attention to stuff like that. Um, like I said, pay attention to how, um, a person acts when other people come around that that's a big telltale too. And sometimes it, it, we get caught up also with, the longevity, like sometimes, you know, oh, I've been knowing her since, since I was in the sixth grade. I've been knowing her since I was in elementary school. We've been friends. We've been friends since back in the day. Listen, that don't mean shit either. That don't mean shit. I'm telling y'all, you know, just pay attention to people's energy because you can have friends. Like I said, and I know this is a reality show, so they're going to pump it up for TV for ratings and stuff like that. But in real life, you know, you do have some females who, like I said, will have a secret dislike or a secret hatred for you or whatever. Women are just complicated. I'm sorry. They just are. Women are just so fucking complicated. Women get in their feelings about shit and, and be taking shit personal sometimes. And, you know, I don't know. It's just sometimes it'd be a lot of work to, to, to maintain female relationships. Sometimes, sometimes you can get busy, you know what I'm saying? And, and, um, I don't know. Sometimes you can get busy in your life and some of them get offended thinking, Oh, you, 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 you too, you think you're too, too good to call anymore. You think you are. And I mean, you know, 
I'm not saying that'd be their exact thought. I don't know. But I'm just saying sometimes some people get offended by certain things. And, you know, you like, I mean, I'm just kind of like, you know, it's just crazy. So anyway, so anyway, that was really the main thing that I wanted to say. But I did want to say this too. So I wanted to kind of touch on this part too uh, of the show. So uh, Kiana and Robin did go ahead and meet up. They decided they they weren't going to, they wasn't going to continue that conversation at the gathering like that. They just said, you know, we're going to meet up another day and talk about it. They actually sat down and talked things out. Robin said she told Kiana $500 flat. So it sounds like it was a misunderstanding, which that makes more sense. But 500 opposed to 13,000, like, come on. So maybe Kiana misheard or maybe, I don't know, but she said she told her $500 flat. And then in her confessionals, whoo, Crystal was all like, oh, it's nice that Robin and Kiana have made up, but I'm not jealous. But I, she's like, but do I think um they have really made up? No. I'm like, oh my God, this bitch is a hater. <laughs> she is such a fucking hater. You know what I'm saying? So that's what made me think of frenemies. Okay. Like, oh my gosh, do you have frenemies out there? Um, because of friends like this, you know, someone who secretly dislikes you, but they hide as friends. You know what I mean? She wants everyone to be against Robin. Like that was just crazy. So anyway, so that was enough about the show, but y'all get my point. Y'all get my point. Um, know who your friends are. Know why y'all friends. What type of chemistry do y'all have? You know, um, shit. I mean, are you, are you somebody's friend because of certain things? You know, there's such thing as people being friends with people because they make them look good. Like for real. I mean, you got some girls who compete with other girl, with other women, you know, women who look a certain way. Like they're like a woman who is, um, you know, uh, sometimes when a, a woman is very attractive and I'm not like this cause I don't give a shit, but sometimes like when a woman is a uh, very attractive or whatever, um, sometimes, you know, sometimes very attractive women have a hard time keeping friends, you know, um, because again, the competition, women just like to compete with each other. I don't know what it is. Um, women get dressed up for other women, you know, um, they do like for real, like all the shit that women wear, men don't care about that shit. Like really they don't. A lot of men, now don't get me wrong. Some men like all the, the lashes, the, the nails and all that. Mm -mm. Most men don't. Most men like the natural, but women do all that. Well, don't, I ain't gonna say they do it for each other. Women do it cause they, they like to see themselves, you know, made up like that. And that's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I do know that sometimes women do it to show off for other women. Like, mm, I'm about to look good. I'm going to be looking cute. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no. I mean, they be thinking like, uh-uh, I'm going to be looking cute. I got to look my good, my best. All these bitches going to be up in here. Uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? But, um, so I don't know. Like, I don't have any friends that try to compete with me. You know what I'm saying? As far as I know, anyway, you know. And I don't try to compete with none of my friends. So, you know, I don't, I just don't I, don't, I don't even roll with that type of, you know, circle or whatever. But, um, just like I said, just know your friends, know your friends. And, and I don't care about who, 
who pretty and who's, you know what I'm saying? I feel like shit, we all can look good when we want to. We all can look crazy and, or we all can look ugly when we want to. Shit. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, but, um, but yeah, I think that was all I needed to say, y'all. I mean, I don't want to make this too, too much longer than what it already is. Um, but y'all get my point. Know who your friends are. Um, Shit, make sure you you the good friend too. You know, maybe make sure you ain't the shady friend. You know, don't be trying to compete with your friends or whatever. Or you know, um, and don't be assuming nobody competing with you. You know, um. So all right, y'all, I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here, and um, I will catch y'all in the next episode. Talk to y'all later. All right, guys, that's a wrap. And once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Now, don't be stingy. Go ahead and share this podcast. And don't forget to follow on social media. Remember, you might get glad about what I said, or you might get mad about what I said. Either way, I said what I said. Till next time, y'all take care. Bye.